It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Apocalyptic wildfire haze heading for New York. Yes, again, just days after unprecedented flooding. A headline from MSN.com. For a decade and a half, geoengineeringwatch.org has warned about the coming firestorms. We have also warned about chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding, and engineered winter weather scenarios. On that note, another from MSN.com. U.S. weather warning. America to plunge into two-week Arctic freeze. From that report, bitterly cold gusts flooding from the north across Canada and western states will finally shift the heat dome baking the south. The report continues, temperatures will plummet towards freezing, bringing a risk of snow to the hills and mountains of the north. Engineered weather and temperature whiplash. More in a moment. From nation.ik, blocking the sun may fight climate change but kill our crops. That's a new study from scientists at Rutgers University published Thursday in the journal Nature Food. And the study found that climate intervention may negatively impact crop growth and food production in large regions of the world. Not only could the process cause a food shortage, but it could also greatly exacerbate relations between nations. For the record, this isn't a future potential scenario. It's unfolding now. Next, from phys.org. Climate intervention technologies may create winners and losers in world food supply. For the record, we already know with certainty there are only losers. Climate intervention operations are filling skies with highly toxic ozone layer destroying nanoparticles of heavy metals and polymers. And after decades of covert climate engineering operations layered on top of countless other forms of highly destructive human activity, crops are collapsing. Forests are collapsing, fisheries are collapsing, insects are collapsing, food shelves will soon be emptying out, as they already are in dozens of other countries around the world. Mad Max, coming soon to a neighborhood near you. Question, how many have stopped to notice that in current film footage from around the world, especially in Asia and Africa, the skies are almost always striped or completely whited out? while record droughts and deluges continue and accelerate. And about the ozone layer, that we've repeatedly been told is all better now, except that it isn't. ABC News and numerous other new reports confirm the ozone hole is bigger than ever, now three times the size of the continental U.S., and the ozone layer around the rest of the planet is diminishing rapidly. No functional ozone layer, no terrestrial life on Earth. More in a moment. Record drought to record deluge, record heat to record cold, extreme weather whiplash scenarios are the hallmark of climate intervention operations. On the same weather and temperature whiplash theme from AccuWeather, the exact opposite scenario of what is being engineered in the north central U.S., here's the headline. Snow to record heat wild weather swings to jolt west. Report says afternoon temperatures could reach record high levels this week in the west, a stark reversal from the recent cold weather and snow. Recap, 
northern and eastern states going from record highs to frost warnings, the northwest going from snow to record heat. Search Geoengineering is creating freeze-fry extremes to learn more. What will cause the record high temperatures in the northwest? This is a quote from the so-called weather experts. Amplified ridge of high pressure. Translation, an ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome, which spins the upper-level wind currents and moisture clockwise around the high-pressure dome. The cooler air and moisture then rotates back down into the central and northeastern parts of the country, facilitating the engineered cool-downs there. Cloud seeding with patented processes of chemical ice nucleation materials will be core to the equation. Various forms of frozen material, including the now standard massive hailstones. An abrupt climate and ecological collapse scenario isn't just coming, it's here. Whether or not one chooses to believe this isn't relevant to the equation, it is here. Climate intervention operations are not mitigating this existential threat. They are further fueling it in the desperate and destructive attempt to mask what is unfolding from populations till the final hours and to use weather as a covert weapon until they can't, until what they are doing can no longer be hidden in plain sight from the masses. Are there legions of disaster capitalists making money from it all? Yes, of course. Why would we expect otherwise? But to those that are trying to convince themselves that if members of the Matrix are making money from catastrophe, that the catastrophe must not be real. But such a conclusion is a grave mistake. More bad news, very bad news. Amazon River running dry with water temperatures reaching over 102 degrees causing mass die-off. Again, water temperatures of over 102 degrees beyond shocking. And let's not forget Florida's ocean temperatures of over 101 degrees also causing mass coral and fish die-off there. Just the beginning. From the UK Guardian, scientists stunned by planet's record September heat. From that report, global temperatures soared to a new record in September by a huge margin, stunning scientists. The hottest September on record follows the hottest August and hottest July. September 2023 beat the previous record for that month by the largest jump in temperatures ever seen for an individual month. The speed and intensity of the reality and the unexpected vulnerability of many populations scared some climate scientists. The off-the-charts sea temperatures just mentioned and Antarctic sea ice loss, more on that in a moment, were seen as the most shocking events in this scenario. More on this theme from the UK Guardian. Again, hottest summer in human history. Here's a quick message for those that still refuse to believe it's that bad. A message to those that are in the consistently engineered cool-down zones in much of the eastern U.S. The U.S. military, by far the largest in the world, has this ability. They are using it to confuse and pacify U.S. populations as to the true state of the climate. But remember and consider, the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 states is less than 1% of total global surface area, hardly indicative of the overall picture. Moving on from climate action, Australia, 2023, on track to be the warmest year ever, and that's in spite of the fact that official temperature readings both day and night are being systematically falsified to the downside, not the upside. 
to the downside. Geoengineeringwatch.org monitors temperatures in many parts of the country and other parts of the world, and what we see consistently is an underreporting, a very significant underreporting of high temperatures both day and night. What's that mean? It means it's already far warmer than we're officially being told. With climate engineering further fueling that warming overall, short-term highly toxic chemical ice nucleation cooldowns at the cost of an even worsened overall warming. Next from CBS, Canada's wildfires, let's call them firestorms, they're certainly not wildfires in the natural sense, are they? Sending smoky air and haze to Miami and South Florida, when will it clear? Question mark. Again, that's from CBS. The report says the thick haze that blanketed South Florida Tuesday of this week is the result of wildfires burning in Canada, thousands of miles away. The report says the haze sparked confusion and angst from many in South Florida. According to airnow.gov, unhealthy readings were reported Tuesday from Broward through Central Florida. When air quality reaches unhealthy levels, everyone should take precautions, especially those with pre-existing medical conditions. They should really stay indoors, the report says. If they do have to go outdoors, they should consider wearing an N95 mask. How convenient. Hundreds of fires are still raging in Canada, the report says, with a total of over 71,000 square miles burned so far in only five months. And coincidentally, since this report is about Florida, that's more land surface area than the entire state of Florida, burnt in a matter of months. The same theme, new from phys.org, Canada left battered by never-before-seen wildfire season. The report says, when scientists started pouring over data to assess Canada's fire season this year, they struggled to find the right superlatives. In places, as far as the eye can see, the report says, there is the same desolate landscape. While the megafires of 2023, the report says, are now smoldering, they'll almost certainly be back again. Yes, the firestorms will be back, so long as the climate engineers are in control. Though countless forms of industrialized, militarized civilization have laid waste to the planet in the geologic blink of an eye, the cutting off of precipitation from vast regions is inseparable from climate engineering operations, and the precipitation that does fall is toxic, killing soil microbiome and root systems. There must be more overall precipitation on a rapidly warming planet, not less. The laws of physics make this clear. The atmosphere retains 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. Satellite images reveal ongoing climate intervention operations thwarting moisture flows to vast regions. Ionosphere heater frequency transmission facilities further hamper any and all natural weather patterns. For answers to the pressing question of why those in power would facilitate such destructive incinerations, search and view one of geoengineeringwatch.org's most important short video reports titled, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. You'll be alarmed to the marrow. And what do the weather makers have scheduled for the U.S. in regard to firestorms? Here it is, new from phys.org. Simultaneous large wildfires will increase in Western U.S., study says. Not could increase, not may increase, not might increase, no. They're telling us unprecedented firestorms will increase. That's what's scheduled. And no matter how bad it gets, no matter how long it lasts, so many don't question anything. The sky could be on fire and the majority wouldn't notice. And those who did wouldn't care so long as the official narrative was that everything is fine. Go back to sleep. Focus on political theater and football. What's coming isn't a recession 
or even a depression. It's collapse. Next from KSBW.com News California. This is a very important report. Spider webs seen falling from the sky across the central coast. From the report, the webs were reported in a dozen cities, including Hollister, Santa Cruz, Salinas, San Jose, and Monterey. It's from a natural phenomenon, they say. Spiders. Let's stop there. As this is just another chapter in the endless saga of human insanity. Blatant lying from the so-called experts trumpeted by Matrix Media and gulped down without a second thought by the majority of the population. Watch the KSBW video of the sticky, clumping tufts of white material that sometimes formed streamers dozens of feet long, hanging from street signals and signposts, all occurring at the same time in dozens of cities across California. What Matrix manipulators would like us all to believe is that it's just spiders. Spiders that no one has seen, spiders that no one has actually identified, but there must be trillions of them working in unison. Question, is that narrative even remotely believable? You decide. This exact scenario occurred a number of years ago in my remote location of Shasta County. The long, sticky filaments of white material looked exactly like those in the KSBW news video. Geoengineeringwatch.org took samples of this material and tested it at a state-certified lab. And what did we find? That a significant percentage of this material was aluminum. So, what are we to conclude? This. That unless spiders that not a single person actually saw, let alone filmed and identified, unless the mysterious spiders are now weaving their webs from aluminum and other materials like polymers, then these are not spider webs. Let's add more puzzle pieces. A primary element named in key climate engineering patents is polymer fibers. The world's most recognized climate engineer, Dr. David Keith, has stated in his own words that polymer threads would be ideal for climate engineering dispersions because they would help to keep the other toxic climate engineering nanoparticles aloft for longer. By mimicking what spiders do, using webs to stay airborne. And how do I know Dr. Keith said this? Because I was at the AAAS International Climate Engineering Conference where he stated it in the same room with him. Next, what most would not want to know or consider, polymer fibers are used militarily for biological warfare purposes to carry a pathogen from the cloud to the ground. The likely core cause of the occasional filament-covered landscapes and cities are a materials dispersion malfunction on the materials carrier platform, aka a geoengineering jet. And yes, they are dispersing. Not my opinion. Please search and review the jet spraying section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to see film footage of jet dispersions often turning on and off with some footage close enough to make out the retrofit nozzles mounted on the wing pylons just above the engine exhaust to feed the contrail lie. And if that isn't enough proof, we have close-up photos of the retrofit nozzles all at geoengineeringwatch.org. Again, a huge portion of a huge state blanketed with strange looking filaments and no one, not a single so-called expert can show us a single spider and identify it. An event that many older individuals, some even in the KSWB film coverage, say that they have never seen this before. And even so, unfortunately, the majority of the population buys the official and absurd make it up as they go fairy tale of swarming clouds of trillions of mysterious unknown spiders. And 
this reminder of the supposed several thousand square mile clouds of ladybugs and dragonflies that we are officially told are the reason for the unexplainable massive radar anomalies. We were told there was a cloud of ladybugs 20 miles wide, 100 miles long. That's 20,000 square miles. And no one saw the bugs. And there is this absurd scenario, as previously mentioned on this broadcast, that there are supposedly perfectly coordinated bird flocks leaving their roosts in perfectly circular patterns, coincidentally exactly what a frequency transmission does, and also coincidentally there were transmission facilities in the center of these perfectly circular radar anomalies. But hey, all just coincidences, right? Nothing to see here. Your government would never engineer the climate with unknown toxic substances without asking our permission, would they? They wouldn't secretly detonate nuclear weapons in Nevada for years, but they did. And now, current science study confirms that no less than 500,000 Americans eventually died as a direct result of the downstream contamination from the nuclear detonations in Nevada. Don't see that on any headlines, do we? The manipulators of the matrix, now more desperate than ever, would never use polymer filaments for biological experiments on unknowing innocent populations without their knowledge or consent. No. The criminal cabal masquerading as our government would never do that. Or would they? Again, too late. They already have. As previously cited on this broadcast numerous times, according to the Washington Post, even as far back as 1977, the U.S. military had already conducted no less than 239 open-air biological tests on innocent, unknowing populations without their knowledge or consent. Not opinion. Historical fact. So, mustn't we ask, how many such tests have been carried out since that time? And this question, was the massive filament fallout that just occurred in California another such test? You decide. But we're told go back to sleep. The experts have it all in hand. Your government is here to help. Truly, we're doomed. The sky could be on fire. And if official sources said it's natural, nothing to see here, go back to sleep, the majority would, at least for the moment. If the masses are told to believe in Santa Claus and Easter Bunny, metaphorically speaking, far too many do. At least for the moment. Let's hope that changes soon. Because sooner than most even dare to imagine, denial will no longer be an option. Wait and see. And what's taking place in our skies can't be put in the rearview mirror for much longer. It's looming larger over our collective heads by the day. Impact is coming. But no matter how obvious and inarguable the facts are, far too many, again, are too committed to the current paradigm to open their eyes in order to honestly examine the wider horizon. It's up to all of us who are already awake to provide credible data from a credible source to help them to re-examine reality. The U.S. government and all the rest isn't just broken. It's corrupt to the core. The political stripe is irrelevant. It's all just scripted theater. Those in power aren't going to stop. They can't. If populations finally awaken to what's been done to them, the proverbial pitchforks and torches scenario will be triggered. The controllers will not willingly allow that to happen. It's up to us to turn this tide. Each of us, all of us. We're the ones we've been waiting for, but time isn't on our side. Every day counts at this late hour. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news report, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world, 
on the subject of global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. And how do we accomplish that? By starting a conversation on climate engineering that leads people to a credible source of data. Geoengineering Watch shirts, hoodies, and our full-color printed climate engineering awareness materials can get the conversation going with family and friends. Every day counts in this all-important battle. Our awareness-raising materials can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Our only goal, to fully expose and halt the climate engineering assaults. Moving on, more on the subject of just how close we are to the proverbial clock striking midnight. No ozone layer, no terrestrial life on Earth. How many times have we been officially told that there isn't anything to worry about? The ozone layer is all better now that we're not using hairspray cans. At least that's what we're told. The truth? Not so much. New from far too many sources to list here, but here is one headline from ABC News. Ozone hole over Antarctica grows to one of the largest on record, scientists say, and by statistical determination, it is the largest on record, but they always make it sound like it's been worse before, so people go back to sleep. The report says, earlier this year, researchers said the ozone hole over the region was recovering, but the ozone depletion area has now reached 26 million square kilometers, roughly three times the size of Brazil, also three times the size of the lower 48 states. More on that subject from BNN.network. Record-breaking ozone hole over Antarctica raises environmental concerns. The ozone depletion area in Antarctica is now three times larger than the entire land mass of the United States, stated that earlier. So the experts say... The potential functional collapse of the ozone layer only raises, quote, environmental concerns. What a pathetic understatement from the so-called science community, which is now the norm for the bought and paid for cowards that line the halls of academia in many fields of science study, not just this one. And here's the truth. Again, no functional ozone layer, no food, no forests, no insects, no wildlife, no people. Simple. From AccuWeather, from summer to fall in a snap, chilliest weather of season on the way in Great Lakes and Northeast. From that report, the weather pattern across the Great Lakes and Northeast will suddenly switch from summer-like to autumn conditions. Weather whiplash, not nature, climate engineering. Next, U.S. weather report from msn.com. Things really drop. Attempts to fall 40 degrees from near-record highs to potential frost. Covered that at the beginning of this broadcast. The report then says temperatures will drop by more than 40 degrees across the northern half of Ohio. After daytime highs forecast near a record 85 on both Tuesday and Wednesday, nighttime lows could now fall into the 30s. Chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding for weather modification. Search the engineering winter section at the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn what most would rather not know. Toxic frozen material, toxic precipitation. We're living in a toxic fishbowl. Also from AccuWeather, tropical storm Philip to threaten Bermuda before striking near Maine. By the time Philip, the tropical storm, aims for northern New England and Atlantic Canada, the weather setup will be complex, the report says. Philip's rain may become intermingled with two other systems over parts of the northeast. The climate engineers are so forcing the climate system that it's blowing apart. They're interfering with it on top of all the other forms of human damage to the planet. All of this hurtling us toward near-term planetary omnicide if we remain 
on the current course. Back to the so-called complex weather setup that is scheduled to cool down the Northeast. Another puzzle piece from phys.org. Here it is. Study identifies jet stream pattern that locks in extreme winter cold wet spells. The report says given the right conditions, some of these wobbles can become amplified into symmetrical waves that then lock in place across the globe. Somewhat similar, the report says, to the vibrations that produce a constant musical pitch. Think frequency transmissions. Core, the climate engineering operations. It's not just the spraying of our skies with toxic climate engineering elements. These elements are manipulated with frequency transmissions. Question, are some researchers finally willing to admit that climate engineering, aka weather warfare, comes with catastrophic consequences? Let's add this puzzle piece from researchsquare.com. Unexpected failure of regional marine cloud brightening in a warmer world. From the report, Global climate engineering proposals pose substantial governance challenges. They continue, given the extensively documented governance challenges associated with coordinated global climate risk management scale schemes, i.e. climate engineering, solar radiation management, that this may be, quote, socially and politically unfeasible. Cloud brightening, the report says, interventions under mid-century warming produce significantly hotter rather than cooler summers, both in the western U.S. and other areas of the world. Not that we're going to make it to mid-century. Statistically, mathematically, no chance on the current course. They continue, marine cloud brightening also triggers unexpected climate responses. What a surprise when you fill the sky with toxic ozone layer destroying filth that contaminates everything on the surface. There's unexpected climate responses. They then say large remote temperature increases indicate that marine cloud brightening triggers a substantial non-linear response within the climate system. And that's what we face right now. The equation could not be more non-linear. The rate of unraveling of the climate system and ecological systems is blindingly fast. At Wednesday of this week, October 4th at 11 o'clock at night, Northern California, in the forest of Northern California, it was still 85 degrees, not cooling off at night. And it's not just one thing doing this. It's not just the heat trapping effect of the climate engineering particulates. The gases that allow us to live on this planet, not just CO2, but also methane, nitrous, nitrous oxide, those are all thickening rapidly. In fact, some of the methane counts at altitude in the Arctic have been measured up to five and six times higher than they've been for millions of years. And anyone that thinks that's not a problem is asleep at the wheel. And no, it's not cow flatulence. That's what's been used to divide and polarize populations. That's certainly not good, but it's minuscule. And what matters with livestock is when you cut down forests like the Amazon to raise cows, that is an absolutely massive problem. But the methane is thawing and releasing from Arctic tundra and the Arctic seafloor. Massive blowouts. Please search Siberian methane craters. Please just take the time to search that and look at those images. You'll be shocked to the marrow. That methane is migrating into the atmosphere and covering the planet like a layer of glass. We are on track for what is known as Venus syndrome. That is not a metaphor. Let's add to this equation from Newsweek. Ocean acidification set to triple by 2100, a date which won't matter because we will be long gone. But they say what this means for the U.S. coast. They say acidification of the Earth's oceans is expected to triple by 2100 and could lead, could may might, to major impacts on biodiversity across U.S. coastlines. This is now, here. 
We're past that point. We've lost 90% of the plankton in the Atlantic. Other oceans not far behind. The oceans are totally imploding now. It's not somewhere off in the future in 2100. They then say with climbing atmospheric CO2, huge amounts of this gas are absorbed by the oceans, dissolving to form carbonic acid, making the waters more and more acidic. This affects huge numbers of marine animals and plants alike, but its impact on various forms of seaweeds around the world, like kelp, and they say that it may have a knock-on effect across the food web and make our beaches much less pleasant, according to a new study published in the Journal of Current Biology. A beach with murky, smelly water and no fish is less appealing to tourists. Oh, that's our biggest concern. Less appealing to tourists. Who cares that the planet is dead? And this isn't off in the future. Already, today, now, 95% of the kelp on the southern Australian boundary is gone, dead. Biggest ecosystem there by far, much bigger than the Barrier Reef. Similar statistics for the California coast. This is now, today, not in 2100. And, and is this what the science community is most concerned about? Could be less appealing to tourists. There won't be any tourists. There won't be any people. There won't be any fish. The oceans will be dead. Canfield Ocean, look it up. Lifeless, superheated, stratified, oxygenless, massive dead zone all over the world. And that is the path we're on. Let's add to this equation from TampaBay.com. Coral researchers see, quote, mass mortality amid Florida Keys bleaching crisis. More statistics, more than 90% of corals are dead in many locations now, today. 100% die-off, the report says, in other regions. Researchers have called this summer's record ocean temperatures, quote, the worst bleaching event in Florida's history, and it's just beginning. And let's not forget the Amazon waters I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast. 102 degree water in the Amazon, killing almost everything there in many regions. Florida water, 101 degrees. This is the same temperature the Jacuzzi Hot Tubs recommends for their patrons to boil their bodies. Next from Vox.com, scientists will unleash an army of crabs to help save Florida's dying reef. Crabs to the rescue. From this report, corals face a large number of threats, including ocean warming that even the hungriest of crabs can't fix, yet crabs are an important part of efforts to revive ailing reefs. Scientists have over decades figured out how to grow and plant corals to replenish reefs, but now we need to help them survive. This is like trying to stop a tidal wave with a paper cup. This is in the same category of Brazil-sized balloons in space covering the polar regions with tarps and building undersea walls to hold up glaciers. This is all total stupidity from the so-called science community that's paid to completely distract populations from the oncoming train. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast and a moment ago, I want to go over a short excerpt from the report that covered the dolphins that just died in the Amazon, along with massive amounts of fish from 102 degree water temperatures. The report says the cause of the dolphin deaths in fish hasn't been confirmed, but researchers say that they suspect the water's high temperature. Does it take scientists to figure that out? that when there's almost no water, it's completely deoxygenated, and it's 102 degrees that it's going to kill whatever's there, and they're still not sure? The so-called science community in more than one arena is a travesty of deception and disinformation. 
I'm asking everyone listening to this End of the World as We Know It broadcast to remember what you learned here for almost nine years running and almost 15 years at geoengineeringwatch.org. I'm asking you to remember what you weren't told by the so-called experts with their certificates of indoctrination from power structure-owned and controlled institutions. When collapse comes, and it is, remember and do all you can to make a difference. If we're not here for that, then what? Moving on, from mongabay.com, Amazon drought cuts river traffic, leaves communities without water and supplies. Severe drought has thrown the Brazilian Amazon into an emergency with water levels in rivers and lakes across the basin falling to unprecedented lows. And again, the water that's left is superheating, killing everything. From msn.com, this new headline, quote, it's every man for himself. Drought drains Brazilian Amazon. Residents reliant on waterways are stranded. From BrazilianReport.com, heat wave turns Amazon states into, quote, smoke belt. From Botanica.com, what happens to Earth if the Amazon rainforest is completely burned? Question mark. I think that question is self-evident. Game over for the human race. Though Britannica tries to convince us in this report that we could still get enough oxygen from plankton. What do they leave out of that equation? Plankton populations, again, are crashing around the world already. 90% collapse in the Atlantic. Deception on every front. From agriculture.com, Argentina's soy crushers, that's the soy processing factories, face disaster as bean shortage sharpens. From that report, Argentina's giant soybean processing plants are running out of soybeans after a historic drought cut the crop in half. This is happening all over the globe. There's already not enough food. There's about three dozen countries descending into chaos right now. And we have crops being cut in half, fisheries completely imploding. Where do we think this leads? How can so many be so blind at this late hour to what's coming? The oncoming train with horn blaring, lights flashing, and so many oblivious, completely oblivious. I hope and pray this changes because we don't have much time. Earth's energy balance has been obliterated. The energy balance means the former equilibrium of thermal energy that entered the atmosphere and thermal energy that left the atmosphere. Now it's entering and not leaving at the rate of seven Hiroshima bombs per second. That's conservative at this point. That's how much heat is building up in the atmosphere and the oceans right now. Seven Hiroshima bombs per second. Try to get your arms around that equation. Please don't believe me. Please don't believe me. Please look up everything I say on this broadcast. Ecological collapse is on almost no one's radar, unfortunately, especially true in the case of alternative media, and this needs to change. When the planet goes down, we go with it. All other causes and concerns then become moot points. Though there are countless forms of highly destructive human activities, man's intentional interference with the planet's life support systems, with climate engineering operations, aka weather warfare, are the most destructive of all short of nuclear cataclysm, which unfortunately is also likely on the near-term menu, power plant meltdowns and nuclear warfare. But wait, electric vehicles will save us from ourselves, right? Not so much. New from CowboyStateDaily.com. Electric vehicle battery factory will require so much energy it needs a coal plant to power it. From that report, a new electric vehicle battery factory in Kansas is demanding so much energy that the state is delaying the retirement of a coal plant to make sure that the facility has enough power to operate. 
It's all a facade. Smoke and mirrors, so-called green energy isn't. It's better than the outright combustion of carbon fuels, but it's only a carbon fuel extender, nothing more. It's not going to save us from ourselves, and it certainly is not, quote, renewable. And I live off wind, hydro, and solar power. I know about this subject. Carbon fuel extender at best. From thehill.com, politicians, activists, and lobbyists worried about a climate crisis and determined to compel a rapid transition from carbon fuels to, quote, clean, renewable energy. They seem to think it's a slam dunk process. They believe they can simply implement laws, regulations, and executive orders, provide hundreds of billions in subsidies, and viola, the report says. Green energy transformation will proceed on schedule with no supply chain disruptions, blackouts, escalating costs, or other economic and environmental consequences. This is obviously all total fantasy. Again, more Santa Claus and Easter Bunny. And if my criticism of so-called renewable energy is interpreted as an endorsement of carbon fuels, that is completely false. Both lead to the same place. Near-term planetary omnicide. We do not have any current technology that would allow us to exist in such numbers on a planet that is rapidly dying. That's the fact of the matter. Moving on, more bad news. This time from sciencealert.com. New headline, we've been overlooking a major part of climate change and it's sending warning signs from the report. The ability for soil heat extremes to outpace heat extremes in the air could have major implications and not only for the microorganisms living in soils or those no longer living there or the broader food webs depending on them, the study says. Studies on the effects of heat extremes which consider mainly air temperatures have underestimated the factor of heat extremes in the soil. Again, yet another case of it's way worse than we thought. Exactly what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated was the case on the record for almost nine years of this weekly broadcast. Nine years in a row, I've never missed a week. And 15 years at geoengineeringwatch.org. And I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't left my post for over 20 years now. And I will not leave. I'll continue to do everything in my power to sound the alarm until my maker relieves me from this post. Moving on from CNN, rest of hurricane season in, quote, uncharted waters because of El Nino and record ocean temperatures. But the oil drilling platform regions in the record warm Gulf of Mexico continue to be spared, as I pointed out again and again and again, and they're spared year after year. Anyone that's still trying to convince themselves that the sparing of the oil drilling platforms from any cyclonic rotations is just nature being nice to big oil, please recheck your reality. The U.S. military has been working on hurricane manipulation since 1947. And to those that believe hurricane manipulation is a good thing, talk to those whose regions have been targeted by hurricanes and further consider that the planet is trying desperately to cool itself, but its life support systems on all fronts are being completely thwarted by the ongoing and accelerating climate intervention assault. And lastly, ask yourself, what else are the controllers spraying into our once blue skies? How many really want to know the answer to that question? You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 426, October 7th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington. Your host, Global Alert News, is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is broadcast 
on AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of Geoengineering Watch under the recent column. And we pay for these broadcasts out of pocket so that we do not have to answer to any sponsors and that we don't distract from such a critical message with commercials about hot tubs, hot dogs, and Caribbean cruises to Disneyland. I won't do that. I won't tarnish this message with that, ever. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which help us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that still aren't looking up, here's one way. By starting the conversation with Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials, which can be found on our homepage. Again, our only goal, to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. Extremely high quality printed materials with shocking images, a picture is worth a thousand words as the proverb goes. We now have new Geoengineering Watch hoodies to go with our new Geoengineering Watch shirts. Shirt and hoodie photos are on our home page. We have scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on a climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they are participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geoengineering Watch shirt or hoodie, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or street downtown, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. And to all those who are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters, Again, I want to express my deepest and most profound gratitude. It is our collective efforts that can still make a difference at this late hour. Stay tuned for input and specific directions on how you can make your voice heard. Moving on, from Wired.com, a revelation about trees is, quote, messing with climate calculations. So, here we are again. It's not the geoengineering jets crisscrossing the entire planet 24-7, dispersing tens of millions of tons of toxic heavy metals and polymers annually, blotting out the sun, disrupting the global hydrological cycle, destroying the ozone layer, further fueling record droughts, deluge, firestorm, flash freezes, etc., etc. No. According to climate scientists, it's nothing to do with all that, quote, messing with climate calculations, end quote, because the so-called experts tell us climate engineering isn't real. It's just a conspiracy theory, they tell us, and they tell us that we aren't actually seeing what we're actually seeing in our skies. What they are telling us to believe is that they can't get a forecast straight because of trees. And for those that have caught previous reports on this broadcast, the so-called climate scientists also blame beavers and moose, and according to the so-called climate scientists, several thousand square miles of ladybugs and or dragonflies that show up on weather radar maps with no plausible explanation. I already covered all that, I know, but you get the idea. We're truly living in a planetary asylum matrix. Manipulated so-called official sources and so-called experts that serve them 
can and do make it up as they go. And what's even more alarming, the vast majority of the population is still all too willing to blindly accept the completely absurd as being reality. This must change. From Climate Action Australia, economists severely underestimated the financial hit from climate change. From that report, scientists say severe climate change is now the greatest threat to humanity. Extreme weather is expected to upend lives and livelihoods, intensifying wildfires and pushing ecosystems toward collapse as ocean heat waves savage coral reefs. The threats are far-reaching and widespread. So what effect would you expect this to have on the economy, the report asks in coming decades? Question mark. It may surprise you, but most economic models predict climate change will just be a blip on the radar with a minor impact on gross domestic product, GDP. Let's stop to consider that for a moment. A minor impact on GDP in the coming decades? GDP is tanking now in countries around the world. If we remain on the current course, it's a mathematical near certainty that no one will be here at the end of this decade, let alone, quote, coming decades. Don't believe my statistically-based conclusions are even possible? You will. Wait and see. This report continues. A collapse in biodiversity and mounting extinctions could, they say, could, may, might, also have fundamental implications for our economy, end quote. Consider that statement. A collapse in biodiversity could have fundamental implications for our economy. This is yet another page in the Planetary Asylum Journal. Here's a deep dose of reality. Biodiversity collapse and an extinction rate that is already 15,000 times the background rate, that's a million and a half percent of normal, is hurtling us all toward extremely near-term planetary omnicide. Again, short of a complete course correction, we'll all soon be gone, likely taking the entire web of life down with us. And the Climate Action Australia report states that there could be implications for our economy. Yes, the sea of insanity that we're all drowning in is truly mind-numbing. Here's two more new reports on that subject from CNN. Biden administration approves more offshore drilling in bid to expand wind energy. The report says the plan comes with a trade-off that allows officials to offer more federal waters for clean wind energy as long as the oil industry gets more oil wells offshore. The Biden administration is bartering one bad technology for another bad technology. No surprise. From electrek.co, the Netherlands just launched a mega 1.5 gigawatt offshore wind farm. Each wind turbine has a rotor diameter of 200 meters. That's 656 feet. Total height, 8 to 900 feet. In the background of this article, a photo of some already erected offshore turbines was a sky crisscrossed with geoengineering jet sprayed particulate trails. Wind turbines nearly a thousand feet high, more mind-numbing human stupidity, all of it pounding the nails into our collective coffins. I'm almost out of time. I'm going to press through as many headlines as I can. You can look them up to learn more. First, from AccuWeather, Glacial Lake bursts in India, leaving 100 missing and 14 dead. Rapidly melting glaciers and extreme deluge, a bad combination. Where does climate engineering fit into this equation? They control the spigot. From CNN, annual Twin Cities Marathon canceled due to extreme heat. 
from AccuWeather. The autumn heat wave could topple centuries-old records in the Midwest. No could, no may, no might. It did, and then followed by the flash-engineered chemical ice nucleation cool-down. From the UK Guardian, autumn heat continues in Europe after record-breaking September. It's happening all over the world. It's like weather and temperature whack-a-mole with the climate engineers forcing the system far past the breaking point. From MSN.com, trees are dying at shocking rates. The report then says understanding how could ultimately save them. Does this report mention climate engineering, the single biggest factor in tree demise around the globe? Climate engineering, which is disrupting the hydrological cycle, destroying the ozone layer, which is bombarding the trees with incredibly intense UV radiation. The toxic rain that does fall is killing soil microbiome and root systems. Does this MSN article even mention climate engineering? Does the so-called climate science community ever acknowledge climate engineering? Of course not, on all questions. From Euronews.com, Spain hit hard by rising price of olive oil. Drought and extreme heat have cut the Spanish olive oil production in half, just like the soybeans in South America cut in half. That doesn't bode well for the record. Spain is the world's largest olive oil producer. From agriculture.com, drought conditions impacting crop insurance costs. Of course it is. There's weather trading derivatives, those that are capitalizing on disaster. There's drought resistant seeds, aluminum resistant seeds. I wonder why, both from Monsanto. We have this from Scientific American, our fragile earth. How close are we to climate catastrophe? Too late, already there. From the Jerusalem Post, extreme heat may trigger human mammal mass extinction sooner than thought. Too late again, already there. From CNN.com, saltwater is winning. Why low water levels have grown to a huge problem for New Orleans area. Saltwater in their drinking taps now. From Business Insider, U.S. Army engineers dredging the dwindling Mississippi River 24-7 and battling seawater creeping upstream. Again, all from the lack of rain upstream. The climate engineers control the spigot. They control where it will rain, how much it will rain, and how toxic that rain will be. Don't forget that. From eandenews.net, coastal areas will face record sunny day flooding in 2024. This is just the beginning on that subject. And here's part of the reason why. From msn.com, Antarctica edges closer to environmental catastrophe. Unprecedented ice melt and mass penguin die-offs raise alarming climate concerns. For the record, if we lose the polar ice, the planet we knew will be no more. Climate engineering in the attempt to mask the severity of what's unfolding and to use weather as a covert weapon is further fueling the overall planetary meltdown, not mitigating it. Question, when will our U.S. military brothers and sisters, sons and daughters take a stand against a tyranny that has long since taken control of this country? Industrialized, militarized so-called society is only able to sustain itself by extraction from nature, by grinding up and consuming everything in its path, short of which it collapses. And even now, so many believe that the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute party will continue forever. How many actually take even a moment to question why they believe what they believe? How many stop to question where they got their beliefs, who gave them their beliefs, and why? In so many cases, those beliefs are so powerful and so deeply rooted that they override what people can see with their own eyes. The shockingly obvious climate engineering operations are a case in point. Also this, so-called sustainable development, a glaring oxymoron contradiction, or the official claim that we can just, quote, adapt to unfolding earth changes. 
No. There won't be any adaptation to a dead planet, which will be our near-term destination if our species remains on the current course. What exactly is wrong with the human race? And no, it isn't just the clinically insane that currently control the matrix. Again, as I've desperately tried to point out so many times on so many broadcasts, the controllers couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. Willful blindness, willful apathy, and willful conformity to tyranny. Why? Is the following a core piece of the puzzle? You decide. From the Times of India, this profound, disturbing, but not surprising report. Here it is. It's official. Humans are getting dumber with every passing day. From the report, if you feel people around you are getting dumber with each passing day, it's not your imagination. They continue. Humans are actually getting stupider. That's from the report, not my words. A recent study is proof enough. Scientists at Norway's Center for Economic Research conducted studies to determine average IQ scores. They examined approximately 730,000 IQ tests given to Norwegian men entering the military. From the year 1970 to 2009, the results were shocking. While IQ scores rose for the first part of the 20th century, what the researchers discovered was alarming. IQ scores were declining by an average of seven points per generation after that. The report then states, quote, here's the scarier part. Scientists don't know what's causing it. Yes, that is the scariest part, that the so-called scientists don't have a clue about the fact that we're all sinking in a highly toxic fishbowl, absorbing a plethora of known-to-be neurologically devastating nanoparticles, heavy metals, including graphene, polymers, and what biologicals we can only speculate on. As previously cited in this broadcast, air quality studies have concluded that we may be inhaling as many as 20 million nanoparticles with every breath we take, with climate engineering operations annually dispersing 40 to 60 million tons of nanoparticles into skies around the world, what could go wrong? Or rather, from the perspective of the controllers, perhaps everything's going right. Now add power structure propaganda programming from birth, magnified by the electrical device appendage that for far too many they can't look up from, and the so-called scientists just can't figure out why we're all getting dumber by the day. Even now, how many are clenching their eyes wide shut? The title of a report on denialism from twominds.com sums it up. Here's the title, The Peculiar Power of Denial. We'd rather risk societal collapse than face the sacrifices and challenges of revolutionizing our unsustainably neo-feudal economy and broken gears of governance. The more profound and consequential the issue, the more stubborn the denial of far too many. So many want very desperately to think it will go away on its own and that they'll be fine, that nothing in their lives will change. When challenged, many become defensive and angry as if their security and identity are under attack. This strategy is terribly misguided, of course, because denying reality doesn't make the threat go away. It magnifies the risk and indeed the inevitability of collapse, which now draws nearer than almost any dare to imagine. So what now? Is giving up our only choice? Absolutely not. And that choice is only for those that decided to avoid a life of substance and meaning until the moment of their demise. Choose to make your life matter. Choose to make a difference. Choose to stand against the gathering darkness until your last breath that's a life worth living. And in this attempt, know this, every single individual that your efforts helped to awaken matters in ways that we can't yet fully know 
or understand, but it matters. With each passing day, collapse draws nearer. Expect it, but do not fear it. What has been was never sustainable. There must be change or nothing will be left to salvage. Take heart because we are not alone in this battle. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific instructions on how you can help to move this fight forward. Arm yourself with credible data from a credible source, which is most effective at waking others. Check the activist materials section for geoengineering watch printed materials and apparel. Get the conversation going with the as of yet unaware while it can still make a difference. Please make your voice heard, make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.